podcast. To learn more about our other podcasts, check out Spin Online or download the GoLoud app. Spin. You are very welcome back to Spin Air Skull and we are almost out of time on this morning's show, but as we do each and every week, we wrap up the show with a very special guest. Now, this week is no different. I am so delighted and honoured that this lady has taken the time out of her busy schedule to join us on the show. Former Rose of Tralee and current MEP Maria Walsh, it is so great to have you on Spinner Skull. Oh, thanks very much. I love the fact that this happens every week. I think uh, conversations are needed now more than ever. Super cool. Delighted to be here. It's fantastic to have you, Maria. And I guess, look, we're going to dive straight in and we're going to chat Leaving Cert because that is what we're on the show to do. You remember your Leaving Cert, I've no doubt. You grew up on the west coast of Ireland in Mayo. Uh, it's a rite of passage in Ireland, the Leaving Cert. Do you remember it fondly or do you get a bit of a shiver down your spine? <laughs> Yeah, for anybody who's, who's listening, I hope I hope I sell it well. Um, you know, I was a really good I was a really good social student, uh, not very great at regurgitating text on a page. So for me, I was a different type of learner. But I did the traditional even search, which I think we 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 now know more than ever. I think that uh, there's so many different types of learners, and and our school system has to change throughout. But uh, back to your question of my leave insert didn't go to plan. Um, this is where teachers are like, turn off the radio, turn off the radio. Uh, I was planning on doing nursing or some sort of some sort of career in the health services. Uh, but unfortunately, I failed biology, which then I remember the dial up tone and my results coming in on the page and thinking, oh, crap, uh, how am I going to get around this? But uh, resilience, uh as you say, I'm from Mayo, so we've had enough of it over the years when we talk about GAA. Uh, and then I began to go into, you know, fight or flight mode and started planning differently. So did a did a PLC course in GTI uh, in Galway and then uh, in nursing that allowed me just to pick up the academic and practical skills in order to kind of better progress. So for me, it's all around the pivots. And I think if you looked at my career, I'm a queen of pivots in terms of just trying out different things and trying to think, what, how do I show up to the world better? But fundamentally, um, I wasn't really great student in terms of remembering. And, and as I said earlier, regurgitating stuff that's on a page. For me, I, I, I was a real visual learner. I wanted to talk about things, debate about things and just show up differently. So it was a great, I love school. Uh, but my even cert results didn't reflect me as a person in, in the best possible way. Yeah, I find that all so interesting, Maria. And uh, I love the fact that you mentioned that word regurgitating material because it comes up every week on this show. Like the leaving cert is, let's face it, like it is archaic. You know, I think that now more than ever, and I know a little later we'll be speaking to your colleague, Simon Harris. I think that education reform is needed. Like we need to see a new exam format. Like it's so dated. And, you know, you were pushed into that kind of being stuck with the option. Do I repeat my leaving cert because I failed biology or do I go down? the PLC route you know you it, it limited you like because the the system limited you absolutely and for me re- repeat was an option but then I was like but I'm only going to get the same feeling and, and learning outcome and 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 it wasn't dis- it wasn't a disrespect to the teachers but I, I remember in one of my classes you know I'd asked a question that being like but why 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 is this the way it is and my teacher saying it's just easier if you remember what's on the page 
and then perform that and as I said just regurgitate that whereas for me it's like but I fundamentally have to see it or talk about it in order to really understand it um, and I remember you know AP VP options had come in just as I was moving away from my junior cert into my my senior cycle and it was horrible. I remember this weird energy being like, well, the lads with the steel toe boots will be doing AP. Um, those who are not great learners do VP. But I was somewhere in, I, I literally got lost in the system. And it was like, well, you pull decent junior cert results. So you're probably a traditional student. So just go here. When in actual fact, if I paused for a second and I had a really honest conversation with myself and my parents and my teachers and my career guidance counselor be like, what type of learner am I? And then I probably would have done AP or VP and got on just as well, you know, and, and I think our highbrow uh, and, and Simon will say our highbrow belief that you have to do a good leaving search to get to university is the only option for career growth when in actual fact, you know, I know, I know plenty of people who did AP, VP are now entrepreneurs, very successful business owners, uh, working in various sectors um, and, and, and they moved into that career a lot faster than me who had to show up differently because my results didn't reflect uh, because I didn't give myself the option or, or the options weren't given to me. And, and the more we remove that pressure of just one big state exam for two and a half weeks, you know, I think ultimately our mental health gets better, but our, but our education system or, or the way we talk about career capital and the different things we talk about as a student would, would begin to change, you know, and, and, and fundamentally that's where I, don't, I no doubt Minister Harris will, will, will hopefully mention, because I think he was, a I think he was a, a, a PLC learner too, but I might be uh, putting words in his mouth. No, it's so refreshing to hear that, Marianne. I think that a lot of students as well would be delighted to hear that because it's frustrating. No doubt about it. It's frustrating. Um, This morning on the show, the topic of debate is languages and we're chatting French, Spanish and German. I think it's good to see and to note that they are actually areas of the Leaving Cert that are progressive and we've noticed a change and a shift in grading. It's now 40% in some languages for your oral exam, which is great. You're actually being examined and speaking a language, which I think is what it should always be. So, Ed, uh, do you remember your oral exams? Did you study a language at Leaving Cert? <laughs> I'm really showing myself as a bad student. You know, for me, languages, uh, you know, even Irish and I, I studied French. Uh, I, I struggled again because we didn't we didn't talk and we didn't converse enough, uh, I felt. Uh, but now I have to take full accountability. I was a lazy student when it came to pushing myself uh, to learn a little bit better and differently. Um, and I remember going on an exchange program to France, to Brittany, to, to, to you know, to learn more French. Uh, and ultimately, uh, my, my exchange buddy was learning more English than I was learning French. Um, but now where I'm at, uh, in the position I'm in, in the European Parliament, I'm kicking myself that I just didn't give myself an extra, a, a little bit of extra love when it came to languages and really appreciating what avenues they can bring me down. So here in the parliament, what is it, 24 official languages, Irish came in 2007. We need a cohort of Irish citizens to come through uh, the European Parliament, European Union as a whole, the institutions, because we have, when we joined in 73, we have a lot more people retiring now. What is really cool about this and doing a little pitch to anybody who might be thinking um, this way, you know, if you had one language, be it Irish, um, you know, the, the 
EU institutions give opportunity for you. To, I think it's about a three year opportunity to come into the institutions and they'll pay for you to learn a different language. So you can upskill on yourself in French or German or Spanish. Um, we didn't have Spanish back in my day, it was French or German. French seemed a little bit more sexier to me. Um, uh, did I carry on that that sexy trend? No, but I have a Koopa Fuckle um, in, in Irish. Nothing to write home about, but it's certainly one thing that I wish I just gave myself more time because uh, here in the, in the parliament in particular, you know, we've, you know, we've people who have three or four languages, um, which is phenomenal. Uh, but you have to start, I think, at a younger age in order to have it fed into your to your brain, you know. Yeah, no doubt about it. Bet into your brain is exactly what it needs to be. I think that's the phrase we're looking for. But Maria, precisely, I'm delighted that you brought up, you know, being a member of parliament because that's what, that was the reason we, I guess, thought of you this week when languages were, was the topic of debate. Um, obviously, working as part of the European Parliament, firstly, it sounds so glamorous. It sounds very exciting. Like every day, I'd imagine, is quite different. You mix with an awful amount of, you know, a, a wide variety of cultures and languages. So, um, yeah, exactly. First students, who are maybe have their sights set on law, politics, language, what would your advice be to them in terms of where their career could take them? Well, there is uh, amazing opportunities in terms of working within the institutions. So the Council Commission, uh, the Parliament itself and, and other spin-off institutions based off the EU bubble. Um, languages is at the very forefront of that. So as I said, 24 official languages, everything we talk about or debate predominantly is translated into other languages. Uh, so I just came off a committee meeting around employment and social affairs and everything, every speech was translated into the language. So there's translators uh, that are needed. There's also people who work with policy that needs translation and understanding, working for different MEPs or, as I said, institutions that kind of tie in all the languages. Um, couple of things uh, there is, I wanted to give a shout out, EU supports language learning. So help more people study a, uh, at home as well as abroad, help people with different cultures, understand one another. Again, that's my little pitch to just keep, keep, keep chipping away at your language study. I think it's really important. Um, we have more companies across the EU because we're now after the UK leaving, predominantly English speaking country, we have now more EU uh, organizations and, and businesses that are looking for English speakers, but then to have a second or third language obviously keeps you up on the on the employment list. So fundamentally, the best thing, um, EU, EU uh, the European Union, European Parliament, I'll post on Twitter um, after this goes out, just different opportunities for people to get in. I'll send it to you too. You, you, you might be you might be retweeting and, and sharing there. But fundamentally, yeah, I mean, the growth of the language is really, really important. Um, otherwise, we get really silo in thinking. We begin to start losing culture. Uh, even when we think of music, dance, all of that is through language. Um, so it's it's uh, not to make my sound, sound super old, but I only wish I gifted myself enough time to, to take it in when, when I had the chance. I still do have the chance. I'm not that old, but it is easier uh, when you have when you're in a learning environment like like many of your listeners. Yeah, for sure. I think that there's so many benefits associated with languages, whether they're foreign or Gaelga, as you mentioned. Um, Maria, why was politics the path you decided to take at the end? I mean, we saw in 2014, you're a woman of many talents. You had uh, formerly been an army recruit. You you kind of dabbled, I guess, in a few different careers, but I think you found your rhythm and you found where you're meant to be, maybe found your tribe. 
Yeah, love that. Uh, yeah, I, I, as I said, the 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 queen of pivot. Um, you know, for me, I had always worked. Uh, politics was never on my my radar. Um, my undergrad is journalism, visual media. After I did that that PLC in nursing, um, always worked with or youth organisations, talking about making the world a better place and how to show up differently. Um, I went to New York and Philadelphia for a number of years, working with fashion labels and and behind the scenes in, in TV shows, and then when I when the rose actually happened, I began to appreciate and understand that my voice uh, and a podium has has I have opportunity and, and how can I marry that um, in, in all my careers. So working on social issues, talking about a different vision, connecting with younger people and how to, you know, be a talk about employment or education or climate um, and tie all those things together. So in 2018, I, I went, uh, a big shout out to Women for Election, I went to a one day training course to understand kind of what the landscape could be for me as someone uh, who, who might get into politics. Um, and they, 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 I guess they broke down all the, the political bubble speak and that density that we hear about and just made it really fun and made it uh, made it really attractive for for me so put up my hand and and fortunately or unfortunately for people in midlands northwest the 13 counties that i represent uh, they got stuck with me for five years in the european parliament but uh ultimately it was you know i i, I began to look at my own career capital all the bits and pieces that i learned in school and and study uh, and different and different uh, careers, like being a reservist in in the defence forces based in Curra, like working with youth organisations, like working on mental health stuff in Jigsaw, like working for Bank of Ireland in the workbench space in uh, on O'Connell Street. All of those things just built up to who I am and where I where I'm at now. But you never know what will happen in the future. But ultimately, we need more community members to engage in politics and run, particularly women. Uh, we we need you running in in prep of twenty. 2024, which is our local and European elections next. So um, any help I can give, uh, particularly to women and our diverse candidates uh, out there listening, please let me know because, um, yeah, as I said, community has to reflect our politics and politics have to reflect our communities. Otherwise, we end up where I'm sitting now uh, in the European Parliament with uh, average age plus 55 white men uh in a gray suit and not really reflecting the ireland and the multiculturalism that we're known for now yeah no doubt about it maria i know we're tied on time but i think we're very fortunate as a country not only the north the northwest and the midlands we're very lucky across the country to have you as a representative so keep up everything you're doing you're flying the flag for women and for so many communities so fair play to you um just i guess in a nutshell and very quickly i've heard you speak about the importance of youth um activism at the moment so for the young people tuning in the fourth year is the fifth year is that are you know continuing on to do their leaving cert next year I know that you think it's very important for young people to be active, to speak out as outside of school. You know, you can, whatever about education, you know, there's life outside of that as well. So what advice do you have for young people in terms of being active and using their voice? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the fundamental things I only am getting now um, is that networking is a currency. And it's probably one of the strongest currency the Irish have because we're able to get in on and in with so many different rooms and so many different people, um, which is really exciting um, for, for our future younger people who are going to be going to be taking over the world. Um, get involved in, in youth organizations. If you have a passion, be it climate, mental health, um, you know, changing the landscape of, 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 of where you're living, get involved. If it's career centric that you're going, 
why not use your fourth and fifth years to like chip away at different types of careers? So as I said, pivot, you know, go into a, go into a, you can do it remotely now and now more than ever interview people you know contact your local representatives if politics is what you're thinking about but not just one person many different political systems local european and national level and begin to ask those questions and the more information you have the more you're able to narrow down what you like and what you don't like if sports is something because i know limerick is known for it that's something that's that's you know calling for you is it as a player is it as a sports psychologist is it as a nutritionist so like under one banner like me in school was media uh when i did my undergrad in, in griffith it was media but underneath that was um, traditional journalism, digital marketing, uh, photography, video capture. So there are so many things within that. Um, ultimately, with politics, um, it's do you want to be the candidate or 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 behind the scenes as a campaign manager? And there's just so many opportunities. And I think the more we begin to see beyond just the one title on the CEO forum, uh, the one level. And we begin to talk about a holistic student and how they learn and how they want to show up and how we want uh, the different, you know, our different economies to grow. Um, ultimately, we're going to have a richer youth. Uh, and, and that's that's I mean, that's ultimately where everybody wants to be, certainly where I want to be. And, and no doubt Minister Harris will be saying the same uh, in his new portfolio, because we just have to chip away at this idea of traditionalism, hybrid academics, and that's the only way you can actually progress where the more and more we're pushing people into uh, that type of, you know, study, um, the, the more and more we're missing out on other things. Uh, and and uh, anybody listening deserves a lot more than just missing out. Brilliant. So well said, Maria. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And um, for students who loved listening to you on this podcast or live on the show, where is the best place they can keep up to date with everything you do or maybe reach out if, if that's OK? Yeah, yeah. At Maria Walsh EU on social media platforms. And then you'll, if you if you Google Maria Walsh MEP, my my direct email and, and my address pops up. So uh, and, and number. So just give me a shout uh, and any help I can do. Just yeah, let me know. Only happy to help. Fantastic. Maria Walsh, thank you so much for joining Spinner Skull. Thank you very much. Spinner Skull, the podcast. To learn more about our other podcasts, check out Spin Online or download the Go Loud app. Spin.